0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah,
1: the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. This week we're going to be talking about biblical examples that demonstrate the trust that we ought to have in the Lord and most often, these situations will occur when it seems impossible. Whatever the problem is, it seems the problems seem insurmountable. And yet, that's the time that we are called to trust in the Lord. And last week we spoke from Isaiah chapter 26. So if you have your Bibles, I want to start again looking at those verses. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. The steadfast of mind that will keep him in perfect peace because he trusts in thee trust in the Lord forever for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock Juni this is a very powerful portion of scripture because God's promise to us is perfect peace in Hebrew it says shalom shalom how do we have that perfect peace something is required of us we must put our trust in the Lord we must keep our mind stayed on him and trust in the Lord and yet we know from our practical everyday life, when difficult situations arise, the first thing that happens is our flesh rises up. And I believe, I hope, during the course of this week that we'll see, no matter what we're facing, God wants to give us perfect peace in the midst of that time by keeping our minds stayed on Him and putting our entire trust in Him, not in ourselves or in another man.
2: And we'll find promises in the scriptures that God gives. But before I read one of the promises out of Isaiah 43, I'd just like to share about shalom, shalom, Shelley, peace, that Jesus is Sar Shalom. He is the Prince of Peace. So in order for us to rest in him and trust him, the Lord with every situation in our life we really need to come to know him and the way we come to know him is through his word and also asking the Lord to come into our heart and be our savior and teach us his ways that we might walk with him and believe him and turn to him and trust him so matter what no matter what the circumstances are that we're facing, we will have His perfect peace, because His spirit that comes into our life will cause our minds to be stayed on Him. One of the promises that God gives us, Shelley, that's so powerful for you and me and for every listener, comes from Isaiah chapter 43. If you have your Bibles, please read it with me. Chapter 43 of Isaiah verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. And verse 3, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So naturally speaking, Shelley, this is impossible for waters to not overflow us if we find ourselves in a river without a raft and we don't know how to swim or a fire will not burn us. But we see why, because God will be with us just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fire, took off their shackles and they weren't burnt, didn't even smell from smoke. Why? Because here we read, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So he'll be with us in the difficult situation. Might not change the situation, but I can promise you this. You will change in the situation when you know God is with you.
1: So God has given us the examples, as you say, Junie, with the fire for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's also given the example, which we're going to talk about during the course of this week, about passing through the waters. And if we don't know God is with us, we're going to panic and we're going to allow our flesh to rise up. But the fact of the matter is, if we look back at our lives in past years, we so often react in times like that in the flesh or in the power of the flesh. We try to solve the problem on our own, and that becomes the problem. We do not trust the Lord because our minds are not stayed on him. And what happens? Instantly, unbelief attacks us and our flesh is activated. And I think in the natural sense, there is that feeling that we have to do something. I mean, something's got to happen. I got to take care of things. And yet, how many times can I look back in my life, or I think most of us can do the same, that we've acted out of our natural instinct, feeling a pressure to do something and then only to regret it later. So God does ne- never needs our help But what he does need is our cooperation. And there's a big difference between reacting and responding by the Spirit of the Lord. And I recall last week, we spoke briefly about this, Junie. In fact, I think it was you who read out of Romans chapter 8, which is an incredible portion of Scripture. And again, the issue is, are we going to respond in the Spirit? Or are we going to react in the flesh? So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8 beginning at verse 5, because this in some tol- shows everything that we're going to be talking about. For those, verse 5, for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit the things of the Spirit. So immediately we have to say, are we living in the flesh or are we living in the Spirit? Verse 6, for the mind set on the flesh is death, But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. There's no in-between with God, is there, Junie? It's either death or life. Uh, Problems or peace. Turmoil or peace. Let's go to verse 7. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. That means we become an adversary toward God. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Junie, what can you say about these verses? They're so clear cut and it's not, well, we can't take the middle of the road. We're either going to be fleshly or we're we going to live in and through the power of the Holy Spirit.
2: And to really have understanding, we know that the New Testament doesn't start in Matthew chapter 1, but it starts in the, with the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 31 and verse 31, where there's a, a promise that God will give to us a new heart and put a new spirit within us. And that is what's so important about being born again and understanding if you are born again that the battle of our faith is to learn how to allow the Spirit of God. To guide us. And Shelley gave, I think, really good examples at the beginning of this program that if you find yourself um, spinning and having to fix a problem quickly, ask yourself, Lord, why didn't I ask you first? Stop and remember that God is alive, He's with you. And he wants to direct you and help you in any situation or circumstance you find yourself in. So this is the difference in walking in the flesh and the spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, Shelley, we have a sign that shows us we're walking in the spirit. And that is? Peace. Because Sar Shalom, Jesus is, Yeshua is the Prince of Peace.
1: It's powerful, Juni. And you know, you mentioned Jeremiah 31. And so much of the church does not realize that that's the new covenant that Gentiles are living in, former Gentiles, I should say. And that's the promise that will come to Israel ultimately. But to bring it back to what we're talking about, I think a key is in verse 33. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. And on their heart, I will write it. You see, our Jewish people who don't know the Lord are still living by the law that was written on tablets of stone. But this new covenant has been opened to the Gentiles. And slowly but surely, more and more of our people are coming to the Lord. But the issue is, is the law written within us? Are we living out of the spirit of the law? Or are we just trying to fulfill certain regulations? And one will bring death, and the other will bring life.
2: And just as our... People as a nation are uh, blinded at this point, or partially blinded to Jesus being the Messiah. If you really look at the condition of the church at large, people go to church, people are part of a different denomination, or some believing that their denomination is the only one that's real, or even a cult, thinking that what they are believing is really true, when all along Jesus said, you must be born again. And being born again, then it doesn't matter what church you go to, or you can be a secret believer and be a Jew and go to a synagogue. The whole idea is that the life of God is within you, changing you, transforming you into his image and his likeness and most importantly his life is being lived in and through your life and truly Shelley, that is the church of the living God so it's not like our people are the only ones that made mistakes but the church throughout the generations has also fallen short of the glory of God which should give the church the mercy to pray for Israel and the Jewish people.
1: Amen. You know, David wrote, I believe it's in Psalm 51, June, Behold, thou dost desire truth in the innermost being. And if we have that truth, and that truth is not a concept, it is a person. When we have that truth living within us, we are going to trust the Lord in every situation that comes our life. So that's the key, and that's what we're going to be talking about this week. When we look at biblical examples of the people in of Israel, as well as in the New Testament, about the, the circumstances of life cannot direct us. We need to be directed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot put the circumstance before us that hides God, but we must see the circumstances through the eyes of God. And we shall come into that place of having, like you said before, Junie, Shalom, Shalom, perfect peace. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are a loving Father and you have every provision for us to take us through difficult times when we'll we'll, uh, have lessons that will bring us closer into conformity with your beloved Son, our Messiah Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening.